When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi there and welcome to Land Grant Holy Land Uncut. My name is Matt Timonini. On this podcast, we bring you uncut audio from Ohio State press conferences with players, coaches, and sometimes various and sundry other figures from the sporting world. On this episode, our own Connor Lamans was at the Schottenstein Center on Ohio State's campus on Tuesday afternoon to talk to head coach Chris Holtman and Ohio State basketball players Bruce Thornton and Sean McNeil before they head on down to North Carolina to take on the Duke Blue Devils on Wednesday night. The team will be playing in their final ever Big Ten ACC shootout challenge, whatever they're calling it these days. And they met with the media to discuss how they've played so far this season and what challenges lie ahead at Cameron Indoor Stadium. We will start first by hearing from Bruce Thornton. He will be followed by Sean McNeil. And finally, head coach Chris Holtman will wrap up the episode. Connor Lamonds will be at Cameron on Wednesday night, so he will be bringing you all kinds of insight from one of the most famed basketball arenas in the country. And he will also have press conference audio after the game is over as well. So with all of that out of the way, here first is Bruce Thornton. He'll be followed by Sean McNeil. And finally, head coach Chris Holton. Bruce, I wonder, did you grow up like an ACC fan given where you grew up? Nah, it was straight SEC. Straight, okay. Straight SEC. Okay. Well, uh, what does the opportunity to play at a place like Duke, what does that mean to someone like you? Uh, for me, just watching basketball, um, playing, um, playing at Duke is a, just a big thing. It's just certain places in college, college basketball, I feel like playing at Duke is like a top five, top five thing. I'm very excited to play there. And as you guys have prepared for them, what what concerns you the most? Um, I know they're the best offensive rebounding team in the country. Is that something that coaches emphasize to you guys? Yeah, that's the main thing. Um, getting multiple offers, rebounds, like 15 and plus, is very dangerous. Um, there's just more opportunities, a lot of second chance for wide open threes. So it can be, be very detrimental to our team if we don't box out and let them get a multiple offers rebounds. What were your thoughts on kind of your performances and now it seemed like you really started to settle in and, and I guess what was kind of clicking for you on offense in terms of like scoring the ball specifically, um, but maybe it wasn't before that? Uh, it was just the confidence. Um, just the first three games, how they uh, get used to the field, they get used to the team, but I feel like when the competition rise, um, that when the pressure's on. So I feel like uh, when the channel was right in front of me, I stepped up to it. Um, we went 2-1, but the whole goal was to win it all. But 
I'll take two and one any day, I mean, instead of losing two games or more than that. Yeah, I'm wondering, like, uh, I think they have like six guys that are in the top 100, and you're saying with the 2022 class, um, a game where there's so many freshmen, on, like big time freshmen on both sides. Does it like make it any more important to you to like kind of show out against some of those guys who are you know ranked in your same neighborhood in terms of recruiting and stuff like that, or does that really not come into the? Uh, not really. Do I just playing college basketball? This is just a whole different level. So it doesn't matter if you're freshman, or sophomore, grass senior. It doesn't matter. In the day, they're looking at you as a college basketball player. Hey, did you get that win today? And how do you help your team win? Bruce, how do you assess your guys' ball movement at this point? It seems like at the end of Maui, you guys were sharing the ball a little bit better. Uh, where do you think you guys are at, at this point? I feel like we're in a good space right now, just us sharing the ball. Uh, we really, really don't care who had the most points that night. Obviously, his last game, Sway had 33 points. He had the, he had the hot hand. So we fed him, and I was just I was doing my role every time I was open, just willing to knock down the wide open three. So that was my role for that game. And like for me personally, like I really don't care who has the most points. At the end of the day, if we win, I'm cool. If I have zero points, I don't play at all. If we win as a group, I feel, I feel confident in us. And uh, we might be talking to Sean a little bit. What's it like when he gets going like that in a game? I mean, he had 20 points in the second half against San Diego State. Is that is that infectious for you guys? It's very infectious, um, especially his shooting ability from from deep range. Um, when you have to guard somebody so far out, it's almost like you have to worry about him so much. You almost forget about the other four players on the court. So his ability to shoot deep, deep range, seeing him working on it all summer, he keep improving it, and his three points um, making ability spreads out the, our offense for everybody else on the team. You mentioned the, the increase in competition making you better. Did it kind of take you back to like AAU or high school where everybody is kind of equal and so you have to play even better? Is that did it take you back to that a little? Almost, yeah. Um, not not to say the other three other three teams before that wasn't like wasn't important, but like for me, it's a, it's a conference thing for me. The big thing uh, Holman said to me just be yourself. So. I took that into the three three games into Maui and then and the results came. And I and I felt confident in how I play. I feel like I can play even better even after that. When did that when did that start in, in those three games of San Diego State somewhere in there you felt like you can do this? Yeah, um just, just the beginning of the game, I, I didn't I didn't have the nerves. I just feel like um I am ready to play. Um I have been working out all all summer, all preseason, I'm like why why not? Why not play this game at the full position I can play? So I got that nerves out the way. I feel like I can go. I can play with anybody in the country. Uh, I want to ask about Justice. Uh, he kind of he had the first game here. He played really well. Then kind of struggled a little bit for a couple games, and then had that big thirty-three point game. Just how did that change his mood? I bet flying back from Hawaii was a lot more fun for him than than, than it's been some of the past games. Just uh, what came about for him out of that, and how important is it for him to have him going like that? Uh, for me, I wasn't here his, his two previous years that, that he didn't play, so I, I just can't even imagine just waiting two years, just not, just not playing the game that he, he probably loved. So him getting back and playing in his in, in his state where he grew up, uh, he was just showing me around like different food places and everything. Just him, just him just showing me around as like a captain, as a big brother, and him had a type of performance to leave out of my way is just, you just can't, you just can't be more happy for somebody. Like I was, you probably even more happy than him to, to leave, uh, leave out his state with that type of performance. And 
I hope that he keep going for him and he keep playing this well. If, if he does, he he'd be very dangerous. Chris, you're talking about their their rebounding and you know when a team gets 15 offensive rebounds, what kind of challenge that presents? If, when you guys do give up an offensive rebound, what what are like some of the keys that you have to try to reset a defense when when a team gets an extended opportunity? Uh, for opportunities like that, you have to refocus back on another th on 20 seconds on shot clock. Um, uh, it's almost like you playing on 30 seconds of defense and they get another chance. So you have to refocus, relock in on the on the position at hand because if you don't, it's a wide open three and that could be the momentum switch during the uh, tight period of the game. So things like that, because um, like the whole game is not going to be perfect to, 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 be, um, to be honest. But when, the, when they do get an offensive rebound, you have to refocus, relock in, get the um, next defensive rebound. How, how difficult is that and, and how how well do you think this team has been at figuring that out when you do give up a second chance trying to force another miss? Uh, I, I feel like we found that out against San Diego State on um, multiple chances. Um, at the end of that game, they hit a lot of threes at the end um, to separate the game. Um, so we cut it to four now. They pushed it to seven, now to ten. So small emphasis like that um, determine a lot of, during the game. But I feel like if we close that down, we we'll have a great chance to win that game. especially for everybody that came on that flight. Even if he played or he didn't, just that time zone, five-hour difference, and coming back to um, play Duke um, this following Wednesday. But I feel like our team is ready to play. Um, everybody got their feet under them. We had a good practice yesterday. We just going to build out that um, solid little personnel, see who, who people are probably going to guard, see different situations. But I feel confident in playing on Wednesday night. So you all had a good practice. Uh, yeah. Was there anything that you all worked on and really improved in, in that practice? Uh, really just rebounding, boxing out. Uh, they are number one team in offensive rebounds, so that's a big thing uh, they're good at. So we had to limit that. So we have a, a high percentage chance of winning that game. And I feel confident in my teammates and my coaches though, that we have a good chance of winning that game. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, I think ever since I kind of got on campus here, um, I've worked a lot with the coach, specifically uh, Coach Diebler, with um, just being able to create off the bounce, um, knowing the teams are going to take my uh, three-point shot away, um, and just being able to create some sort of offense uh, outside of shooting. So um, it was good to get good to kind of get going finally in Maui. How important was that game against San Diego State for you personally, just to, to get going in a Buckeyes uniform? You've had games like that at West Virginia, but to get one this early for Ohio State, how important was it? Yeah, it was big for me. Um, you know, kind of took a took a little bit longer than I would have liked um, to kind of get going a few games in, but um, you know, I you know stayed within myself, um, played within the system, and um, shots started falling. Sean, your first uh, Big Twelve road game was at Fog Allen. What do you remember about that experience going there and playing in an atmosphere like that as a young player? Yeah, uh, probably the hardest place I've played uh, up until maybe tomorrow, uh, yeah, tomorrow night. Um, but no, I mean, being an experienced guy, I kind of know what these games are like um, and kind of what Cameron and I have a feel for what that'll probably be like tomorrow. But um, just kind of to, 
tell the younger guys kind of what it'll be like, or at least to some degree, um, just playing within themselves and not getting too rattled by the atmosphere and the environment. But I mean, it'll be loud. There'll be a lot of people in there. It's a small arena or smaller, uh, you know, place to play, but it'll be a lot of fun. What, I'm sure it's probably easier said than done, like handling that in the right way and not getting overwhelmed. But when you are playing as many new guys as you guys are, that could be a thing. What do you think are, what is the challenge like of this team being ready to step into that moment and, and on that stage and perform well? Yeah, I think that the young guys kind of already have a feel for it. Um, you know, they went to Maui and played extremely well. Um, these young guys don't act like young guys. I've, I've said that before. Um, but no, I mean, I think they're ready for it. I think they're they're fully prepared. and. Um, the older guys on the team and the coaching staff is going to get them ready to play. Uh, Sean, you you guys are kind of starting like a tale of two halves of the season so far. You start three straight games at home and now three straight games in Maui, and then you have to travel to Durham um, to play Duke. Um, how does the preparation change when you have um, just different stretches of games either at home versus away? Yeah. Uh, Maui was, I mean, I know you guys asked Bruce that before, but Maui was definitely a, a difficult adjustment when we were coming back or going there and coming back. Um, I think it took a few of us a, a couple more days than we probably would have liked when we got back. But, um, you know, I can say that the team, you know, the, the staff and, and the team is finally back under our feet. Um, you know, time, time zones and time change. Uh, we finally got that taken care of, I think. Um, they were actually forcing us to, like, wear these rings and go to sleep by a certain time. And if we weren't, it was, you know, there would be punishments. But, um, no, I mean, we'll be, we'll be ready to go. Uh, we had, Bruce said we had, we had a good practice yesterday. We're going to have another good one today, and then we'll be ready to, 40, 40 plus minutes tomorrow. What kind, what kind of rings? Uh, it's like an aura ring. It's like tracks your sleep and a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Bruce also mentioned their offensive rebounding and how they're number one team in the country. How much has Coach Holman emphasized that and how big of a deal is that going to be tomorrow? It's kind of been something that he's emphasized. Um, I mean, not just for Wednesday, but I mean, the whole, up until this point, you know, six games in, we haven't, haven't been great on the on the glass, but um, you know something that we're going to continue to work at and emphasize in practice and, and get better at. Um, I mean, obviously they're they're known for offensive rebounding and rebounding in general, um, so we've just got to be that much more physical. Thanks for being here. Uh, obviously, a quick uh, quick turnaround here. Uh, actually, from from getting back uh, from from Maui, getting our legs under us here a little bit. Um, we obviously play a terrific program. Um, really talented group that I think is is really well coached, and um, uh, they're young. Uh, they're obviously really talented. Um, you know, we have some familiarity with them, obviously, just playing them here last year, and, but, uh, but they, they have a number of new faces. So, um, be, uh, be a great challenge for us here on the road. First road, true road environment, and we're looking forward to it. You mentioned, uh, you know, they obviously have a lot of freshmen. You have a lot of freshmen, too. But, um, the way that you challenge some of your veterans in Maui to step up and, and do more, how much do you need them to continue that in this kind of environment while some of the new guys have to figure out their first real world game in a place like this? Yeah, you know, I think that's, uh, yeah, I think Maui was important for our older guys to, to perform well. And, 
I think justice is still finding his way a little bit. You know, we've challenged um, ICE with, or excuse me, challenged Zed with consistency. And I think to have Sean uh, kind of play the way he did in that three-game stretch, we really hadn't, hadn't seen that even as coaches. We knew it was coming, we just hadn't seen it. Uh, but I thought he and ICE um, provided some really good things. So, uh, but particularly our returning two guys, uh, two starters, it was important to see them do some good things in that three-game stretch against good competition. And because you mentioned that this was obviously his coming out party last year, the way he played against Duke. Um, and it seemed like at times he maybe is giving you a little bit more consistency this year. Yeah. Um, where is he as far as what you saw against Duke last year, that being more of the standard than the exception? Well, it was an exceptional game by, by Zed. And I think anytime you play with great players, sometimes you benefit. Zed took advantage of that opportunity by playing with, the, the, you know, EJ was getting a lot of attention. Our perimeter guys were getting a lot of attention and he did a great job finishing in that particular game. Um, uh, and he really benefited from that. And, and like I said, took full advantage. Uh, but his, his teammates also deserve some credit. They put him in great positions. Uh, I think for him, what we're looking for is, is consistency on both ends. Uh, his ball screen coverage has to continue to get better. It's not where it needs to be right now. And that's a focal point for us. If our defense is gonna be good, our five man has to be on point with our ball screen coverage. And uh, that's what we're challenging him with. I'm wondering, uh, what what can you take from last year's win, given that so many of uh, you know players for them important pieces left Nothing. for you as well? Yeah, not 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 really much of it. You know, we played at home, incredible environment. I can take some good memories. Um, that's what I can take. Incredible environment, and uh, but outside of that, nothing really. They're different. We're obviously very different. Um, they obviously have a new coaching staff, even though he was, he was, you know, obviously on staff for a number of years and played there, but um, not, not much at all. And then the, the size for them, the offensive rebounding, yeah. I, I assume presents a unique challenge so far based on the teams you've played previously. How do you kind of address that? Uh, yeah, they, they've got great size across the board. Uh, you know, as big as any team will play all year, and it's, it's not necessarily at one particular position, it's more kind of across the board. They've got great uh, uh, depth, interior depth. Uh, they're number one in offensive rebounding percentage in the country right now. So to say that's a concern going into the game is, is an understatement. You're playing a team that's gonna play uh, with great energy coming off a loss. Um, they're uh, really gifted and really talented. They're the number one offensive rebounding team in the country. They're playing back at home for the first time. It'll be an incredible environment. So there's no question, obviously, having beaten them last year, uh, we're going to get uh, a great shot from them, and, and that's certainly what we expect. Chris, what was it like to see Bruce kind of coming to his own offensively in the alley? Uh, I think it was, it was really good to see. I think it was just good to see him uh, kind of play like we've seen him practice. Um, I thought he relaxed and was able to, to, to get his um, feet in position to make shots. We, his, his shooting numbers have been good all offseason. He had shown that a little bit in a few games, but not to the level that he did. I think that will continue to be the case as, as the game slows down for him. But more than anything, you know, the value of Bruce right now is is in so many ways. And I think that's what has given um, 
uh, us the opportunity to play him as much as we're playing him. He's an asset on the defensive end. Um, he can obviously run our team. Um, he doesn't doesn't turn the ball over much, and that'll be challenged tomorrow night. Um, so he is very much the definition of a really effective two-way player right now. And what do you see from Ice? I mean, I know his scoring numbers were down, but defensively he, he played pretty well in Maui. Just what was his composure like in those games, or maybe his shots weren't falling, but he was doing good against you yeah, I think, you know, listen, I, I think people, unless they watch our team over an expended, extended period of time or unless they're a coach, you're going to miss some of the things um, Isaac does. You, you just, you know, you just are. You know, I think you'll see it over time. But if you just take a snapshot of our team, you're going to miss a lot of what he does. He guards often the best perimeter player. Um, he can guard one through four pretty easily. Um, he is a real challenge. Uh, in the low post to, to score over, even though he's, um, you know, he's six five, um, he rebounds it well. Uh, he's a really good passer for his size. So, I, I think you know people get enamored, obviously, with offense, and they see that. And that's the easiest thing to visualize when you watch teams play. But his his value is pretty special in the sense that he can do a lot of different things. Hey. You play a lot of great gyms already, just in conference. You go to Mackey, Chrysler, and all these yeah. great buildings. You yeah. play these big, great environments. You get ready to play against an excellent team, excellent talent. Yeah. But then you add in that unique element that's special to, 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 to Cameron, where you're talking about the intensity instead of maybe at a different level than maybe any place in the country. Who knows? It's up there. How do you prepare your kids? Because they know what it is. They've yeah. watched it growing up. Like they, they know what they're getting into. Well, you mentioned it. We play in some really loud arenas and some incredible environments. Um, I, I've never coached in um, Cameron Indoor before, so I, I cannot spell it out for him what it's going to what it's going to be like. Um, you know, the typical we'll do typical things we do preparing for a really loud environment with noise machines and. Um, uh, making sure our communication is more visual versus audio, you know, uh, verbal communication in terms of from the bench. But I think as much as anything, we're looking to see how they respond to this environment. And I think it's going to require great poise. Um, I don't think we'll be perfect in our first go around playing in an environment like this. I just don't think we will. I think uh, this will be good learning for us as we move forward. And like I said, you know, I'm sure they're going to be uh, angry from from the recent loss and from from losing to us last year. They've got a really competitive group, a really talented group. I said they're, you know, I think they're well coached. I apparently my wife told me last night it's going to be a whiteout for the first time in years, which was nice of her to tell me <laughs> right before I went to bed. So you know it's going to be a great environment. Uh, Chris, it was announced that the ACC Big Ten yeah, you know, I, I um, we're, we're in the talks right now with several, um, I say several, a few, uh, what will be marquee home and home games to kind of replace that uh, ACC Big Ten challenge. You know, I, I apologize. This year we just weren't able to get it done. Typically we've been able to with, a, you know, a Villanova or, you know, a, a Duke or, you know, we even scheduled Cincinnati when we first got here. I'd like to try to do that every year. 
apologize to our fans. We just weren't able to get it done this year for, for a variety of reasons. Some of it was what we already had scheduled with Maui and some other things. But um, we want to do it every year. We're looking uh, potentially at doing two home-and-homes, maybe one on the road, one, one at home next year. But definitely one, whether we can get that started here or, or it'll have to return it in a year, we'll figure that out. And those offenses back at the top again, I believe sixth and Ken Palm. Um, I'm just curious, how much of a factor is just having guys, multiple guys, not just a couple that may have been in the past or whatever, how big of a factor is it just to have ball handlers and guys that you can put the ball in their hands and know they're not going to turn it over? How crucial is that to the functionality of the offense and just being able to have success on that end? You know, I, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what those numbers look like as the year goes on. Um, you know, I think we've, we've had some good offensive moments. We'll see, um, you know, how consistent we can be with that. I think we can touch the paint a little bit better than what we were able to last year, but uh, we also lack some things that last year's team had. So, um, you know, we'll see how consistent we are uh, with that as we move forward. Um, I think, obviously, justice being healthy because he can do a lot of different things uh, is important for us. Uh, Coach, uh, you mentioned earlier that you guys are practicing and focusing on rebounding, and Duke is the number one offensive rebounding team in the country. And they're also pretty tall. Um, I believe they have either four or five guys at least seven feet tall. Um, with kind of like that size disparity, what do you like try to emphasize in practice specifically with the rebounding in order to prepare for a game like this? You know, I think it's the same thing we've emphasized all year. And, um, you know, I think it's, it's the same thing we've emphasized all year. And, you know, people will tell you rebounding is as much about pursuit of the ball as it is, you know, uh, some of the greatest rebounders have, guys, have been guys that have been, you know, a little bit smaller. So I think the reality is, is it's going to take a team effort. They do have great length. We're going to have to stay out of too much rotation because that's where you get in trouble on the glass. They do a great job pursuing the ball. Um, and obviously they have, they have good size. The, the young kid, the transfer from Northwestern, has really stabilized them too. Obviously they have some really talented young guys, but just having a, a player of his caliber um, has, has helped them in, on the interior as well. Bruce talked about the, the confidence that he got from playing in Maui and seeing that he could play at that level. I assume that happens with everybody. How often does it happen maybe that quickly for freshmen? I, is, it, is it normal or how does that uh, progress there, that process happen? A different pass, really different pass for different guys. You know, we saw it happen with Malachi, um, you know, and then it really happened, right? So I think different pass for different guys. Um, you know, the, the light clicks on, the game slows down, uh, but they still go through ups and downs, and they, and they will, like any player. But I just think uh, it happens differently for different guys. Um, that's why you try to keep things as simple as possible for freshmen. But still, there's a lot for them to take in, absorb, learn, grow from. And, um, you know, he'll have some inconsistent moments, too, just because he's, he's, he's a freshman. But he was terrific in that three-game stretch. Chris, is there any update on Gene for this game? Yeah, Gene will be out this game. Yeah, he'll be out, you know, probably until, until otherwise noted, really. Um, so... And then aside from Zed, who's going to get a lot of attention with their size, how important is it going to be for both Ice and Felix rotating in and out against that size? I know Felix actually played some 
decent amount of minutes in Maui. How important is it going to be for those two guys when Zed's out to be able to handle some of their big guys? Yeah, I think both guys will be critical. I think Felix, Connor, all year, him coming along, gradually growing, is going to be really critical for our team. And just the contributions that, that again, maybe we don't see his defensive impact, his ability just to um, to be able to get spell Zed for certain minutes. Um, and then, you know, when we play a lineup that kind of has a bunch of 6'7", you know, 6'6", uh, six, six, six to 6'7", guys, um, you know, that, that having that lineup out there that has some versatility and can, can rebound the ball will be, will be important with, with Zed out for sure. When you come back and kind of break down Maui and, and start moving forward, you had some guys I'm sure didn't play as much as they thought they might and probably some things like that with younger guys. How have you maybe addressed that with them and how have you seen them pick up from that and, and try to keep them focused on the big picture? Yeah, I think, Adam, as much as possible, you, you try to, and I, I obviously I've talked about this before, you normalize that process for athletes like them. Um, they're not the only one that's going through a disappointment from not you know playing as much. It's very common, uh, not just amongst freshmen, but amongst transfers or new players or older guys, maybe different roles. So you try to show examples of how guys have handled that well and, and uh, how important that is for their continued growth. And again, they have a choice to make in that situation. Uh, team sports sometimes can be challenging things uh, for, for athletes because uh, you can be really successful as a team and things not maybe personally go as well as you want to. And you got a choice in that moment. And you either choose to be unselfish or you can choose to be about yourself. And that's the challenge for athletes in any team sport is to make the choice um, that will ultimately help you become the best version of yourself. And when you're talking about offensive rebound and resetting the defense when a possession gets extended, um, the personnel that you have how well equipped do you think some of these guys' skill sets are when you're, it's a scramble mode, you got to figure out where you're supposed to be? Do you feel that you have guys that are equipped well for those kinds of situations? When, like defensive scramble yeah, situations? Yeah, defensive scramble. Yeah. We're not there yet. You know, we're not there yet. Um, we're still uh, adding to our defense, um, and we're just, we're just not there. You know, we're certainly uh, not a we're, – we're certainly a work in progress as a team, as most teams are. Um, but, uh, but defensively, we just have a long way to go. I think our performance in, in Maui on the defensive end was, was just okay in spots, and uh, it, needs to be, it needs to grow. Thanks, All right. Thank you.